Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. It's your girl, D. Scott, and today is Tell the Truth Tuesday, January 5th, 2016. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So tonight I decided that since it's the eve of Saladin's born day, that we should do a Tell the Truth Tuesday about my damn self. And so basically what that's about is we're going to do a no-holds-barred session of things that people may have wanted to ask and just were afraid or that people already knew and wanted to confirm. And so we'll be talking about love, life, laughter, sex, you know, and normally I don't talk about that because it's none of your fucking business. But, <coughs> and the reason I'm coughing is because <coughs> I made these blended white Russians with chocolate chips in them, and I think that the chocolate chips are trying to kill me. <coughs> I'm not able to get my goddamn self together, so... We're going to wait on Saladin to call in so that we're able to do the show. So I'm actually posting this information on uh, Instagram if you're following me. It's at miss.d.scott. Last night, the Periscope, um, definitely shout out to Brianna and to all the people that listened to the show last night. And um, what's her name? Tanya. Um, Because Periscope is one of those things that reminds me of social cam. And basically, I don't know if y'all remember uh, social cam, but basically it's like live streaming, which is very dangerous for me because I'm always doing some shit or in some shit. Um, And uh, so it's just, it's funny to me, but it was was weird. We had to rig it. There was no Wi-Fi. Things were all crazy. I'm running around looking like a, a faux cookie, not you know, Magic Johnson's wife, but the other one, the Taraji P character. But that's how I dress every day, and quite honestly. Well, except for when I'm in uh, footy pajamas and I'm running around the city as such. So <clears throat> last night we had a really good time with my uh, my vampire family. So, it, you know, it was a good time, and I needed that. Today's the first Tuesday I haven't worked in about two months. I actually just laid in bed all day. I still got up. I still made dinner with some uh, some sausage and some yellow rice, amarillo, arroz. So now we're just to a place where 
where um, I'm just starting to catch up on my sleep and I'm just tired, you know what I mean? But I had to get my body back in order and I had to get everything back where it needed to be. So sometimes a little bit of rest is all you need. And especially since I have an action-packed schedule coming up for the next six months and we have some other stuff coming out on the website and so on and so forth. But just one thing just that you should know. It doesn't matter what what you say or what you do. My stuff is always available for purchase or customization online at www.stayinyourlane123.com. That website's been in existence now for three years. So y'all can't, like, if you want some free shit, just, like, call me and say that, and I'll probably tell you no, you know, because if I didn't pick you, you don't pick me. And, um, you know, so don't say to me shit like, well, where can I get a shirt? Motherfucker, you know where you can get a shirt. Links in bio. I own the company. I post about it all the time. So I don't know, like, what you're trying to say. Like, I, if you don't support me, I'm not going to support you either. That's just how fucking funny I am. So if you guys aren't following me on Twitter, I'm at DMSST93. On Periscope, I'm at zero, the number zero, F-U-X Nation, zero fucks nation. I own that too. And on Instagram, I'm at the at miss.d.scott. So we're going to start the questioning <clears throat> with Saladin. This is him calling in right now. And Saladin, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. So what's good? Happy almost uh, born day. Are you enjoying the drinks? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm yeah, nice I'm like now. a little bit like, you know, <laughs> laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. So <clears throat> a lot of people, tell everybody who you are and what your relationship is with me so that they understand why this is about to be hilarious. Oh, uh, shit. I mean, we go back like snapbacks. And <laughs> Junior high school days. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he said long johns. I wish I had a good pair right now. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, that relationship evolved into more of a business relationship in terms of us working on a lot of different projects together, including literature, um, different type of public speaking engagements, um, covering different events as a part of the press. So, you know, that's that's what has evolved to and is continuing Traveling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we travel. Yeah. You know, people always are, you know, intimidated to come say hello. I'm like, that's my editor. That's my people. That's family, you know. Yeah, always yeah. come say hello. Come say what's up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like that. So we've done a lot of traveling together yeah. as a family. and <clears throat> Likewise. It's likewise. I mean, sometimes females are the same way. They may be a little bit intimidated. Well, you know, I don't give a fuck about them damn know. ladies. And I'm being nice <laughs> when I say ladies. <laughs> You want to know some shit? Just ask, and that's what tonight's show about is just show is about is just asking. So, <clears throat> how do you want to start the line of questioning? What do you think is something that people think they know but they really don't about? Because um, I just want to abolish all the myths and just get things cleared out into the air. You know, as I yeah. sip my my wine um, or whatever it is I'm drinking tonight, which actually is a white Russian. That's where I'm at right now. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I would say first off, like, um, how would how would you address just the idea that you may come across as an angry black woman? Okay, well, uh, first well. of all, <clears throat> because sometimes I am motherfucking angry, you know, <laughs> and what people don't understand is that the angry black woman has to come from somewhere, right? So I try mm-hmm. to abolish stereotypes as much as I can. Because I don't fit all the stereotypes. And so, mm-hmm. first of all, when you talk angry black woman, 
Ooh, I'm going to lay down right now because that, that damn white Russian is getting to me. But when you talk angry black woman, let's talk about where that came from. So why are women, why are black women being angry? Typically, typically, because we have to do shit by ourselves. Where is the man in the situation? So for a lot of black women, there is no knight in shining armor. You know, a lot of black women were raised without their fathers through no fault of their own. I had my father. I don't know. And, and people have said, you know, well, you sound bitter. Well, you sound like a bitch and stupid. Now, you don't like it, do you? You don't like the generalization, so don't generalize me like that. I don't have shit to be angry about. I have real eyebrows. I have real teeth. I ain't got no fucking veneers. I don't have no type of diabetes. You know, I'm healthy. My son is happy. My family's happy. I don't have no reason to be an angry anything. But if you piss me off, I'm coming for your jugular. So there's a Mm. difference between being an angry black woman, and we've had some on this show. But that is a generational thing, and that is something that I think is inbred from a young age. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't have Mm -hmm. any reason to be angry, Mm. just in general, every day when I wake up. Do I wake up every day with the zero fucks notion? Absolutely, because I have no choice. But am I an angry Mm. black woman? Absolutely not. I'm out here handling business just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So when you say zero fucks, what what would you say would be just like the the definition of that in terms of your brand? Well, in terms of the brand, because a lot of people don't know that I actually put zero f u x in the Urban Dictionary. So if you go in the Urban Dictionary and you type in zero f u x, you'll see that it was coined. I think it was probably over a year ago now. I think it was in October. Um, but but it was done by Miss Hope Mass H A U T E. That's me. So everything mm-hmm. that I do came from the original book that I first wrote. That's not the first book that I wrote. That's actually the first book that I wrote for myself. A lot of people don't know I ghostwrite for people. So um, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, a lot of people, which is where we got Miss Hope Mask, you know, from for the, the clothing line, MHM. And so <clears throat> what a lot of people didn't understand is they're like, wow, she really just don't give a fuck. She mm. don't care. And it's not mm. that I don't care. It's just that I really just don't care. You know, so when you get to a certain level of mental illness, you're just functioning at a capacity where you're just like, am I awake? Am I conscious? Okay, so anything else is a blessing. So I don't really give a fuck about nothing else. You can say whatever you want to say about me. You can call me what you want. Just don't call me broke. You know, my son, again, my son is happy. My family's good. You know, I consider you, Kendra, all y'all part of my family. So I don't really give a fuck about anything else. I'm impenetrable. I'm unfuckwittable. That's what zero fucks means. I'm unfuckwittable, period. Now, now with that, with that idea of zero fucks, have you ever ran into a situation where a dude may misinterpretate that, meaning that when you say zero fucks and you don't give a fuck, that you go for anything? or that you would be down for anything? Have you ever had dudes approach you from that perspective? Mm, You know what's funny is that, contrary to popular belief, I don't get approached by a lot of men, and I think that it's because they try to take different routes. So Mm. I think that the men that that I do get involved with, there have been a couple of times where they got confused about who the fuck they were to me, I'm never mm-hmm. confused about who I am to a man because a man will tell you everything you need to know. You just got to watch his actions. But I feel like men um, get very confused and they think that maybe perhaps the shit that you did with other people will work with me. And it's not that I'm trying to be difficult. It's just that I don't have to fucking talk to you. So I'm one of those people that 
If I have a boyfriend this year, that's great. If I don't, that's great. If, you know, I fall in love again, I could fall in, if I could, I will fall in love every single day. I think it's I think it's a great feeling, but what people don't understand is that love is a choice. And so just like today, I could choose to be so in like with somebody. Tomorrow, I could choose to not like you because I got some information or I watched you do some shit or I saw that, you know, in an area where you weren't kind or you weren't around your children or you you're a fucking liar or something like that. So, I think that Everybody gets into habits, and I mean, I know I've done it where I'll meet a dude and I'll say some shit to him, and, you know, he'll be like, what, you know, or who are you talking to or whatever, whatever, and, you know, that could be good and bad, you know, but I'm used to dealing with men that are overachievers, that are, you know, you know, 100 and whatever it is they do for a living. We may not get along now, but at the end of the day, I think that most of the men that I deal with know that I don't go for no bullshit, and they know they will get fucked up, and I will burn your motherfucking house down. They know. They know. Because mm. I disclaimer it all. It's not like I just wake up and I'm like, hey, surprise, I fucking, I'm finna kill you. No, 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 no. You knew for a long time that something was fucking wrong with me, that I was on prescription medication to make sure that I don't go to jail, and you chose to fuck with me anyway. So you mm. deserve everything you get. <laughs> yeah, so when you, when you said that dudes take different routes, what, what's some examples of right. that, what you mean? Um, <clears throat> some do. A lot of dudes don't don't come at me just like, "Hey, Shadi, how you doing?" You know, whatever, whatever. Like, first of all, if a dude comes to me, he's like, "Yo, you beautiful." I'm like, "Fuck off! What now? What do you want?" And it's not that I don't believe what you're saying. It's just that that's all you could think of. Like, I'm smart. I I run a business. I, you know what I'm saying? I work out. Like, so all you could think of in your little pea-sized fucking brain was to come to me with the same shit that you probably told 18 other motherfuckers today. Oh wow, you're beautiful. Fuck off. Because I'm not. I'm really. Uh, and the first thing that people say, because I try to warn them in the beginning, like, oh, you're beautiful. Well, I'm mean as hell on the inside. I'm not beautiful on the inside. You know, and they're like, oh, you're probably just a pussycat. Nope, more like a, a tiger or some type of um, gazelle or something that'll scratch your face off. I don't know what you mean. And I warn them because I just don't want to be bothered. But I think that a lot of guys usually try to come in the friendship route. Because that's mm-hmm. usually most effective with me because it's less alarming for me. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> in the end, the fate is all the same. You know, if you're full of mm-hmm. shit, you're just full of shit. So you're going to get dealt with just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you mentor a lot of other women. And <clears throat> what would you say has been one of the main challenges that you see women dealing with in regards to what you consistently mentor them about? Um, Their moms. You know, forget the forget the dad situation. Mm. There's a lot of young women out there that don't have role models for moms. And, you know, it's mm. funny because <clears throat> everybody wants to praise Beyonce and all this other stuff. And I said, you know, when we were coming up and we were kids, you know, I used to always think, like, my mom was the best role model. And I know that I never mm. really wanted to be like anybody. Like, I mean, aside from Wonder Woman, but I kind of thought my mom <laughs> looked like Wonder Woman in a way. So, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to be like my aunties. I wanted to have certain strengths. I wanted to have an Anita Baker haircut. I wanted to wear, you know, silk blouses and, you know, um, you know, pretty clothing and beautiful shoes and things like that. So my mentors were all strong women in my family, and I think that this generation – comes to me for guidance and certain things because they don't have that motherly figure. Their moms are, you know, trying to be like these books, these Stella trying to get their groove back type motherfuckers. And and it's sad because you have this nation of young queens that are being raised up by women that 
don't want to be women. You know, they're not teaching mm. them that they shouldn't have dirty bras. They're not teaching them that they should be combing their hair. They're not teaching them that safe sex not only protects you, but it protects him too. They're not teaching them about hygiene. They're not teaching them, you know, anything but how to be whores and gold diggers, basically concubines. Mm. You're not even teaching young women nowadays how to get married. You're not teaching them how to be wise. They don't have to, you know, grow up to be a wife, but it would be nice if they knew how to, you know, so you take, when they say, like, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, that's a true story. It goes the same way for a man. I can't turn a boy into a man either. And so if you have a woman that is raising her daughter to be like, somebody had posted something the other day and it was like, you know, you know that you're you're the product of a side chick when your last name does not match your father's. And people give me a lot of slack because I kept my married last name, which, by the way, is not Scott. And a lot of people, um, you know, were like, why did you do that? I'm like, because I, I want my son to know that, like, his father and I were actually married when he was born. You know, we didn't have a shotgun wedding, nothing like that, and that is his father's child. There ain't no paternity test that needs to be done, which is legally what you have to do to get child support and all this other, you know, stuff from men when you're not married Mm -hmm. to them. And so instead of us, you know, continuing to have all these baby showers, you know, there should be some weddings going on. You don't need a whole bunch of money to get married. You can go right down to the justice of the peace. Mm -hmm. I remember my mama got married in the living room one time. You understand what I'm saying? It's about the the legacy, and I just think that a lot of young women are not leaving legacy for their daughters. They're leaving them bullshit, and that's why these little girls are growing up thinking that it's okay to twerk in the mirror and to do all these things that later on can come back to haunt them. You know, so I try to teach them against that anytime I get a chance to speak to them. You know, watch what you're posting on social media. I mean, we just had a situation where somebody stole me and my friend's identity. Like, who the fuck am I? I You know what I'm saying? Like, and impersonating us in um, Detroit, you know, so... It's just, you know, it's a lot. And then I have people trying to hack into my Facebook. And, you know, it's just, it's too much. But I was raised by women, so I know how to be a woman. So you can't expect a young lady to grow up to be a woman and her mother wasn't a woman or her mother didn't teach her that. You know, so that's the biggest challenge because they look to me and they think that I'm so strong. And I'm like, no, I'm just like you. But it's just certain shit that I'm not going to tolerate because I'm not the product of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what would you say would be one of the main, in addition to you having that kind of relationship with your mother, what is something else that you would say was vital to you being more self-actualized than some of these younger women that never had women like that in their life? Well, because I also had a father, you know, mm-hmm. that did not play that shit, you know, and I write about it in the book, you know, stay in your lane and die of a hot mess, blah, 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 and I actually dedicated a chapter to my father, and so I, you know, people underestimate the power of knowing what it looks like for a woman to be loved. So I know what it looks like, even with my stepfather, who was married to my mother for almost 20 years before she passed, I know what it looks like for a man to love a woman. You understand what I'm saying? My mother um, passed away, had been, you know, deceased all day in bed, and I watched my stepfather try to give her CPR. You know, that, that's, that's love. She was dead. She had been dead for hours. You know, mm-hmm. so people can, you know, watch these Nicholas Sparks stories and all this other stuff. Like, I've seen true love stories in my own home. So I, mm-hmm. I don't need to turn on a TV. I don't I don't need to read books and shit. I've seen what true love looks like. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And um, mm-hmm. what sacrifice looks like. And so I think that, 
you know, having a father is important. Even if the father and the mother are not together, I think it's important that we watch what we say around our children about the other parent, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have to be careful what I say, you know, to my son about his father, but I try to keep it, you know, I try to keep it gangster. You know, your daddy Mm -hmm. loves you. You know, I love your daddy, but he's making bad choices. And so there's a Mm -hmm. difference between that and just straight-up slander. And you can't slander the other parent because, when you do A, it's going to come out, and um, B, your your kids grow up, and then they mm-hmm. hate you for it, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I also mm-hmm. had a father, and my parents divorced, you know, when I was when I was younger. I was, you know, going into being a teenager, but those years of having a father and having to be responsible for my actions in the streets and for my actions, knowing that, oh, that's Mark's daughter, you know what I'm saying, because I was the only girl, um, that really, you know, kept me out of a lot of trouble. You know, mm-hmm. not seeing that that um, that uh, yes, son, his father was a professional athlete. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I see nowadays a lot of young girls strive to aspire to that. You know, not even necessarily in terms of just marriage, but just to be affiliated to something with a professional right. athlete or a celebrity or something like that. What would you say to? you know, girls who look at that as as a form of aspiration. And then some of the things that if that is what, regardless of what you say to them, that's what they still want to aspire to, what would you tell them about just being a part of that kind of lifestyle or some of the things that they need to keep in mind? Okay. So, first of all, I was an athlete as well. So I cheered in college and things like that. So it is a different world. Second of all, I adored you know, my son's father, my husband, when we were married. We met, we were married 90 days later. We lived in two different states. It was just, it was a whirlwind. What I can also tell you is that everything that I did, I did out of love, you know, which is why I could never, you know, hate my son's father or, you know, any of that. And so when you do things based on money, you're going to get hurt. Because what you don't understand is that the court can can order that, okay, he has to pay $10,000 a month in child support, right? Mm -hmm. And if he don't want to pay it, he ain't going to pay it. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. Yeah, there's laws and there's stuff like that. But you can ask Tammy Roman, right, who's on, you know, Basketball Wives and all that other stuff. She was whom I consider that she was during my era. So, I, I you know, I am familiar, very familiar with who she is. And she was married to Kenny Anderson, who was major, you know, back in the day. And he probably owed her over $100,000 in child support. She actually had to go on welfare during the time and she was struggling with her children, one of them, Lyric. Um, so what people don't understand is that, wow. you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what happens. If they don't want to fucking pay you, they're not going to fucking pay you. You know, so and also, you know, the lifestyle that I lead has nothing to do with my ex-husband's lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Because whether he played overseas or whether he played here, it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I'm responsible mm-hmm. for my child. My child does not know, you know, what being a certain level of poor is. And it's not because his father made that that happen. It's because I made it happen. You know what I'm saying? So whether his father pays a dime or not, my son still got to eat. So complaining about child support, and and, and I work. You know, like I tell my ex-husband all the time, you chose well. Perhaps I didn't, but you chose well, for sure. Because Mm -hmm. you got yourself a woman that was going to make sure that that little boy was taken care of no matter what. And I have a family that stands behind me on that. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I will also say is that the goals and aspirations, you got to treat them like you need them, boo. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was my husband's second wife. He's now on his third wife. You know, so I don't hold, and, and he has another baby now. My son has a little sister, and, you know, I post, I mean, mm-hmm. that little girl, she she reminds me so much of my son. So it's a different level of um, respect and adoration. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, I had the heir. You know, I have the little boy, I have your namesake, and I was married, I, you know, whatever, whatever. And if a motherfucker ain't fucking with you, there's nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have spent a lot of money and a lot of time to make sure that my son and his father have a relationship. And at this point, mm-hmm. my son's getting to the age where, you know, he's just like, you know, if it happens, it happens, mom, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? And that's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's really sad. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying that to slander my ex, but what I am saying it is that no matter what you do, everything is going to cost you some money. Do you want to yeah. have kids to motherfuckers? Uh, what's the, what's the girl name? Um, Laura Govan. Yeah, Laura, the one that had a baby to him. What's the boy's name? They said she cheated with Shaq and Gilbert Arenas. She had four mm-hmm. kids at that motherfucker, and when he decided he did not want to pay her, he didn't pay her. So one mm-hmm. minute you might be in the bands. If it's his bands, you better go get your Hyundai back. And that's not yeah. my story. That's not what happened to me. I kept getting paper because that's what I do. I'm a hustler. I work. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Anything my ex sends me is extra, you know, yeah. but at the same time, don't, don't look at that like I have all the answers and you're not doing your part. You can't go and start new families and shit, and that's what a lot of people do. They go, they start new families, and they forget that they already had a family. My job is just to make sure that my son gets everything that he deserves. So I don't give a fuck whether you give it to him now or you're going to give it to him when he's 25. He's going to get everything he deserves. He was here first, well, I, and so was I. I, so. I think like one of the misconceptions, too, is, when they, when people sometimes may see someone like you and Kendra and the kind of circles that that y'all travel in, you know, being mm-hmm. amongst athletes and entertainers, celebrities and stuff, and right. you know, you marrying a professional athlete at one point, um, some people have a, a misconception to think that in order for you to get into those circles, you had to fuck your way into those circles. <laughs> Let you me tell you saying? something, and and this is you know funny I mean? because and, and because no, 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 I, I know exactly personally that y'all don't be getting down like that, but I nah, think that we really don't. People think like, well, um, you know. here's what you gotta understand. So, so, and this is this is this will support what I'm saying. So, you see a lot of these Instagram models, right? They ain't shit. They ain't got nothing. They wear pantyhose, liner, fucking dresses yeah. and shit from internet mm-hmm. boutiques and shit, right? So mm-hmm. they're marrying the Rick Rosses and all of that stuff, and all they had to do was be cute, right? Right. That's mm-hmm. all they had to do. Now, some of them were strippers and so on and so forth. Now, back in my day, right, for motherfuckers was a lot more cautious than this. We didn't have social media. So the only way that you were going to get into those circles with those men is one of two ways, either because you also had money or you was fucking cute. So it's no different. My mother didn't have any ugly children. So at the end of the day, when you when you walking into a place where you have half the New York Knicks and, you know, one of the people that I used to party with in that circle, he actually passed away um, last year, Anthony Mason. Um, mm-hmm. Much love for him. But what a lot of people don't understand is that once you're in those circles, you can't fuck around in those circles. Once you deal with somebody like that from, you know, and, and they're your friend, why would you want to fuck them? Like, for what? You, I got mm-hmm. more benefit. I've gotten more shit out of motherfuckers I've never even put my lips on as my friends than I have from motherfuckers that I fucked with, right? Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. I wrote the chapter, Athletes and Assholes, 
you know, in my book, that was just basically saying all y'all motherfuckers is the same to me. But if I'm going to have to choose between getting my heart broke by a broke motherfucker, I'm not going to choose the broke motherfucker. Because y'all want to do average shit with average-ass bras and then expect me to be below average. See, the average guy is the dangerous guy. The above-average guy, whether it's the athlete, whether it's the attorney, whether it's the doctor, whether it's whatever, the surgeon, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have that luxury to be fucking as raggedy as these average motherfuckers do, right? So the average guy is the raggedy motherfucker that's infecting a lot of black women with AIDS. The average guy has the ability to say, I'm going to go sleep with this girl that works at Wendy's, but I'm also going to go sleep with this girl that works at Saks Fifth Avenue, but I'm also going to go sleep with this other girl that's in school, right? Right, because she's doing good. She's going for nursing. Yeah, she's going for nursing, right? She's a CNA now, right? And then mm. on top of that, I'm going to fuck with this girl that owns their own business. So you putting mm-hmm. everybody in, in dangerous way. So you think athletes is doing that? Because if they was doing that, how come they don't have a high-ass AIDS rate the way that the average motherfucker does? So when people ask mm-hmm. me, like, you don't talk to average guys, that's not true. I gave you average motherfuckers a chance back in the 1990s and in the early 2000s, and what did you do? You did average shit. So why would I, right, being a business owner and being a mother and somebody that don't want certain people around my child, bring an average motherfucker around my above average child and and presume to 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 date you what the fuck Mm -hmm. for why would i do that why would Mm -hmm. i get naked and do a naked congo dance with you so that you could go on social media and tell everybody at this point i can only date people that got shit to lose too and let me Mm -hmm. clarify something else a couple weeks ago i had stated that I um, was doing a staycation with somebody and, you know, he can't afford to be seen in the public light or whatever, whatever, in in certain ways. So we kind of were on an even playing field. And some people took that as if a dude, the dude was married. Um, No, not at all. I would never. I've been married, motherfucker. When I say that a motherfucker, look, we can, we're, I don't have the type of relationships where we can, like, go off on each other in restaurants. We will be removed. Okay, I don't have the kind of relationships with men where I'm pulling out my wallet at the end of the date unless I fucking want to, period. And I can do it. It's just if I choose to. But the men that I deal with don't allow that. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a misconception about a lot of shit. I date all kinds of guys. I dated a motherfucker that makes tires. I dated a guy that, you know what I'm saying, came from the streets. I've dated motherfuckers that have been in jail. And every single one of the motherfuckers did the same shit that the motherfucker that had a million or two million in a contract did. So it doesn't fucking matter to me who I date. What matters to me is who I'm going to build with. Okay, mm-hmm. you either came to build with me or you came to break. If you came to break, you're a threat. So whether you are average motherfucker or not, average is like a disease. <clears throat> Being mediocre is a fucking disease. Why would I want to fucking date a mediocre motherfucker when I'm trying to do extraordinary shit? So motherfuckers will have to excuse me. And let me be clear. Let me say something else. Let me just put mm-hmm. this out there. I don't even have sex. Okay, I have sex like maybe two or three times a year with the same mm-hmm. fucking person. Dick Mm. is free in 50 motherfucking states. It is not fucking important to me at all, at Mm -hmm. all, because it's all average motherfuckers, and I don't want what's average. I want what's extraordinary. So I don't give a fuck what people think about the shit. You want to date Instagram models? Cool, motherfucker. Let her fuck up your pillowcases. I don't strive to date motherfucking Internet trainers and fucking fake-ass fucking belt buckle superhero-wearing motherfuckers. That's just not what I do. 
And it, you ain't got to have money. You just got to have a fucking goal. We got to be a team. That's what it is. Period. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. What, what was one of your dating dating experiences from hell? What would you say would be the absolute worst? Um, and and you know what? I ain't even going to go back 10 years. I'm saying within the last... Shit, I could say, yeah, we ain't, we ain't got to talk about the abusive shit. I mean, that's that's self-explanatory. Yeah. I mean, I had a situation but where um, I say within the last, I say within the last several years, what has been your okay? Worst well, I have. Let me tell you what happens when you date regular guys, right? So I I met a guy, everything was cool, and um, he was like, you know, we should go out, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm new back, new to the area, um, you know, let let's go out. So we go to go out. And he says to me, look, because he was a gambler, and he says to me, look, um, I only got enough money for one of us to eat. I said, what? Because I feel like if I ask you to go to dinner, then I should pay. If you ask me, then you should pay. So what the fuck do you mean? Then he asked me, he's like, well, I got a couple of things that I could sell. Do you know where a pawn shop is? Motherfucker. Like, why are you, like, if I ain't got it, I just ain't got it. You know, which is where that whole chapter, the spaghetti dinner trick comes from in your book games and shit, where I said these broads be getting so excited over motherfuckers cooking them spaghetti dinner. Maybe he didn't have it to take you out for dinner and drinks that night. $16 to get you some fucking spaghetti dinner. You can't go to no restaurant mm-hmm. other than Burger King and get a $16 meal. So that was an issue. Then there was another mm-hmm. issue where... Um, and this is what I mean when I say the comparison level alternative is I dated a pilot and, um, this was down in Florida. I dated a pilot and our birthdays were, were close by and, you know, and, and this is what I mean when I say motherfuckers be like, oh, I couldn't call you back. Motherfucker, I had somebody that was on a plane that was able to call me back in the middle of work. Fuck out of here. And you tell me you can't, he was in Bahrain. Google where Bahrain is. Okay. The motherfucker called me from there in a goddamn fighter jet. Okay. So, me and him, like, had, like, little attitude issues and shit, and it turned out, this is fucked up, he lived in the same building as one of my beloveds, and I didn't find that out till years later when, when I went to the building. I was like, oh, shit, he lives right next to, you know, the Victor character in my book, and so I went to go get in the bed, and he goes, don't touch my stuffed animals, and I'm like, what? Because I'm the type, you know, throw the pillows on the floor or whatever. And he's like, don't touch my goddamn stuffed animals. Like, bugging the fuck out about these stuffed-ass animals. I wanted to stab that motherfucking stuffed animal and, like, fuck it. And then he didn't want me to use his bathroom and shit. Like, all types of weird OCD-type shit. So, with great men comes great fucking quirks and weird shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. And then, um, recently... I got involved with somebody that I knew was involved with somebody else, but I didn't give a fuck. We had never seen a motherfucker before. We thought she was invisible and shit. And um, it was it was one of those things that you, you know, when people say follow your heart, don't fucking do that. Because if you follow your heart, you might go to jail. Like, real talk. Like, I, I could have went to jail. Everybody could have been in jail. And um, it was a full moon, and, you know, one thing led to another, and it was, you know, we crushed on each other for many, many years. That's why I say, like, he didn't come through the front door. He came through the side door, the outhouse door. And um, it turned out to be a bad situation because, like, somebody could have got hurt, like, physically. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I don't like messy men. I don't like, like, if you got a girlfriend or you got somebody that you deal with and I don't know that motherfucker, I don't give a fuck about that bitch. I really don't. If you don't get, the first thing that I said to him was, if you don't give a fuck about that bitch, I don't either. Period. And I called her a bitch right to his face. So if you allow that type of behavior from me, come on now. You ain't care about that motherfucker. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, mm-hmm. like, if you don't care about her, why should I care about her? We never seen mm-hmm. the motherfucker. It's not like you embarrassing me. I don't give a fuck about your life. Yeah. So I just want to yeah. do what I want to do. I want to be the, the succubus I am. I want to have a good time. I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And I knew you longer than she did. So yeah. I feel like this was owed to me. So it was a situation that I got irritated because his patterns didn't change. And, you know, he attempted to do not the same shit to me. I think that there was a lot of, you know, um, energy there and caring energy. But I just feel like mm-hmm. if you're not 100, you can't deal with somebody like me. Because not that I'm at 100, I'm, I'm maybe at 90-something percent. I can't bring yeah. you where I'm going. It might not be the best time. And I can't stand a motherfucker. Like, the one number one thing that, like, turns me on about talking to a guy is ambition. And not ambition like that fin to do shit. I'm talking about ambition like, yo, this is the the sacrifice that I'm making today so that I can have this tomorrow. This is the sacrifice that I made for my family so that they can have this tomorrow. You know, because it it costs money to make money. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I light up when I talk to a paramour about business and he's talking to me about his business. So even if our business doesn't coincide, you know, there's something that I can bring to your table and maybe I could take a chair, you know, you could take a chair from my table. That's why yeah. that's where I'm at right now. So it's not about, you know, like people always ask me like does he have to be college educated? Nah, not at all. I know yeah. some dumb motherfuckers that graduated college. You know what I'm saying? Does he have to have money? Not at all. He just need to be able to go get some. When it comes time, you need to be able to go get some. Because if I ain't got it, I can go get it. Yeah. Yo, there's a uh, caller I wanted to bring into the conversation to see if they have any questions for you. Um, Caller, I'm getting getting ready to bring you in. Uh, The last four digits of your number is 0915. Caller, you're on the line. Your last digits are 0915. Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing tonight? Excellent. Okay. Who's speaking and where you calling from? <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm calling from Columbus, Georgia. Okay. Uh, Columbus, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. You said your name is Moses? Moses, M-O-B-I, Moses. Okay, peace. So, yeah, so what's on your mind, bro? I, I was I was just tuning into the show. I thought I was what's going on, which I talked about. I just heard her say she had been with ambition now. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I got a lot of that, but okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. But do you understand yeah. what I mean? Like when people, like when guys will be like, I'm going to do this, but you're not making any moves to do it, and then we're still in the same place six months later, that's unattractive to me. Like even if it's just like you made one T-shirt or you, you made one bumper sticker, like show me that you're trying to do something and either I can help you or you can help me try to get to the mm-hmm. next level because you may not know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely understand that one hundred percent. I got three jobs, so I mean. Okay. I am, See, now that's what I'm yeah, talking I'm, about. So you ain't even got time to spend from any one of your jobs, right? I I got some time. I, like my boredom, my boredom is very precious to me. Like <laughs> when I do have boredom, it's very precious. So when I do spend time with somebody, like I don't want any bullshit. Like how you feel about it? Like I don't. Yeah, you like, I ain't got time for this shit. Let me, you know what I'm saying? So what do you think um, is the problem? And I'm not, I'm not sure about your age and I, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, your situation, but like, what is the problem with men nowadays? I think that everybody just wants to stunt for the internet. 
like forgetting that there's real women out there. Like there's women out here handling business and these men are out here just playing games. Like not even games like mentally, cause you couldn't fuck with me on that level. But I mean, just like playing games with your own life. You ain't got no life insurance. You ain't, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got no 401k. You ain't got no health insurance. You got, you know, ugly ass babies, moms. Like how did that happen? Like, you know what I'm saying? Hold on. Wait a minute. I made mama ugly as shit, so I can't talk shit, okay? <laughs> I can't even talk shit on Your that. Your baby mama, mama ugly? Baby. Yeah, my first baby mama's ugly as shit. We ain't gonna say mama's ugly. But, you know, it's life. Why? I, I love my... Because it happened. Life was fucked up for me at the time when it happened. Yeah, pussy ain't got no face. Yeah, and oh, it was... It was... Indeed. Yeah, it was face. I, I had a... I was going through things. She was my, she was my friend at the time. So before all that sex uh-huh. happened... She, she was my homie. And so, like, it was a time and point in life that I was, you know, fucked up and down and shit. And she was the girl that was around. And, you know, and I wasn't a hoe. So, like, it was just You know what I tell people? People date at the level of their self-esteem. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm a narcissist, that means that I'm always going to choose. Now, I went through a period where Kendra would be mad at me. She'd be like, ugh. She'd be like, what is going on with you? I'd be like, I don't know. He's just nice. And I had period, to start saying fuck you, nice. When you say period, just define a period for us. <laughs> How long is that period that you were going through that phase? Hello? Yeah, yeah, we're I asking you, you how long was your period of fucked up? No, 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 you. I'm saying you. You said Who, me? You went through a period. Yeah, you. Oh, me. Oh, okay. Um, I went through a phase probably for like two years. When I had moved back to Niagara Falls, my mom wasn't in a good place. I was trying to just escape reality. And I went through a period where I was 35 and dated a 22-year-old. Yeah, he was 22. But let me say this. He was killing everybody that was way older than him because he was consistent. And that's another problem that I have with men. They are inconsistent. It's like, you know, I don't need the good morning, beautiful, and the good night, beautiful text. Fuck off. Tell me what you're doing today. You you coming to see me? We coming to eat some soup together or something like, you know what I'm saying? And so I went through a period of like two years where I was like really depressed because I had, you know, home issues going on with my mom. So I dated According to that, you know, so I have, you know, my dude that lived in Florida that I would jump on a plane and go see him. And it was like a vacation every time I would see him because I needed to feel like not that I wasn't wanted, but that I wasn't um, being utilized for something. Like it was like my vacation. He was my my safe haven. But as I began to get better and you know my you know after my mom passed and you know he he came through I'll give him that he came through for that but you know after my mom passed and I began to get healthy I started looking at shit like motherfucker it's been you know some years and shit and we have not we've been stagnant you too old I'm too old like you know so I started getting out of those habits of repeating and recycling dick period Mm. (laughs) oh wow Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, we recycle dick, too. Wow. Y'all may not know about it, but we recycle the shit, especially if we not a hoe. If I was a hoe, yeah. I'd be out, you know, investing in new penis, but I'm not. So I'd just rather recycle some old shit that I already know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, just, you got any questions for me, caller? You hit him with a lug right there. You hit him with a lug right there. <laughs> 
what is it that, okay, you, I guess this is an interview, so what is it that you do? Like, I guess this is an interview, so what is it that you do? What do I do? Okay, so you didn't, okay, you didn't do the research. So yeah, basically just, my name is Deep. Really, yeah. That's cool. I, I, I relish in people that don't know. So basically what I do is I'm a writer, so I've written six books. Saladin is actually my editor. Um, yesterday was my 100th episode on Blog Talk Radio. We actually did one episode on Periscope. Um, so I'm a mom. And I actually ghostwrite for people, so music as well as books. And I also own, you ever heard of um, Zero Fucks, like clothing and stuff like that? Oh, uh, I was about to say on Facebook, yeah, there's a group called Zero Fucks on Facebook, but no. Well, I, okay, that's no, not I me. I own the one that's Zero F-U-X, so I own that. So now I got to go oh, okay, look for the group cool. Zero Fucks because I own that. So I make the merchandise and all that other stuff. So there's a group called No Fucks Given and things like that, but I own um, the Zero Fucks, the Team Zero Fucks, Zero Fucks. I have merchandise out. If you go on Instagram at miss.d.scott, that's me. And if you hashtag Zero F-U-X, Team Zero Fucks, any of that with the F-U-X on it, those are all me, pretty much. Oh, so okay. on the Zero Fucks hashtag, I think out of 22 or 2,300 um, postings, probably over 2,000 of them are mine. Now, if you go on Team okay. Zero Fucks, Zero Fucks Nation, all that, probably about 99% of those are mine. Okay. So if all you right, want to see right. who you're talking to, you can go on Instagram right now and just hashtag Team Zero Fux, the number zero. So that's what I do, oh, okay. and I'm an asshole. That's it. Oh, that's fine. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, um, yeah. So I, um, the interview today. Uh, go ahead, bro. And then I, I, I was just trying to find out that the interview was just on you. Okay, that's what's up. Well, yeah. So today I, on yeah. on Tuesday she does a segment of a show called Tell the Truth Tuesday. So it's primarily focusing on mental health within the urban community and then various different other things. But um, today she was just focusing on herself <laughs> and just providing a platform for people to call in and just ask her questions that she may have not addressed in the hundred episodes that she's done. It's over the course of her starting. Or in any book that I've ever written, if there was just something personal that people wanted to ask me. It was also Mm -hmm. an opportunity for the haters. If they had something to fucking say, they could call. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, are you going to be a new listener? I will definitely try to do that. It's on Tuesdays, right? It's on my, no, I actually have two shows. I have Stay in Your Lane with D. Scott, which is on Monday nights, and then I have Tell the Truth Tuesdays, which is Tuesday nights. All my shows are archived, so you may want to start at the beginning, which was August 2nd of last year, the year before that, and um, just start listening. And we've had a couple of, you know, other guests on there about the Ferguson situation. We talk about, you know, different mental health issues, and then sometimes just some ratchet shit, depending. Uh Okay. So hopefully we got a new listener, but make sure if you're on Instagram, you give me a follow back at um at miss dot d dot scott, and that's who I am. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, whoa, wait a minute. You're a woman and you talk fast, and you have a weird name over on Instagram, bro. You got at what? (laughs) It's at miss m i s s dot d dot scott s c o t t. It should be a picture of my fur coat and my legs. Because that was taken last night at our hundredth episode party. Ah, okay. All right. Well, you got yeah, me. I just, yeah, I just sent you a thing. Now, excuse my page. Um, I'm a stripper, so you might see a whole bunch of half nakedness. Oh, that. we like strippers. Yeah. Uh, we um, like strippers. Yeah. I met quite a Word. few strippers when I come to Atlanta. So, why you got three Word. jobs? Are you a bad stripper? 
No, I'm a single father. I'm a single dad, and I'm a working man. Ah, there you go. Okay. Now you know I do a lot of. Wait, 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 wait. You from Pittsburgh? Yes, I am. Now you know I went to Pitt, right? And used to live in Pittsburgh for uh, seven years. My family's from there as well. Oh, I'm from Homewood, PA, baby. Oh, okay. So you're from Homewood, yeah, okay? So my family is from over that way. Uh huh. You know any um, Arringtons? Uh not off top. Like I was there for ten years myself. So I'm, I was originally from Columbus, Georgia, but I moved to Pittsburgh for ten years because my family's there. So I. I've been there. I just moved, recently moved back to Georgia. So I mm, like my from Pittsburgh. From the, yeah, my family's from the west side and the east side, and actually the south side too. Like I got family everywhere in Pittsburgh. That's where they originated from. So. Wow. Yeah, my family's definitely from there as well. You know, over there by um, University of Pittsburgh, that bell tower. Yeah. The bell tower is like the only bell tower. That tower was named after my great great grandfather. Because oh, he was okay. the first black doctor yeah, in Pittsburgh, so that's that's my family as well. Oh, okay. So I know you had many a drunk night at O's, huh? Oh, not 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 so much drunk nights. I mean, I used to live in Squirrel Hill, so I lived over there. I worked down in Station Square when I used to live there. I went to, but yeah, we do go to the O to get the uh, the the uh, the fries and the the pina colada champagne and all that other shit. So, so hopefully, um, now when did you leave Pittsburgh? I left in April of last year. I just left in April of last year. Oh, okay, yeah. I spent one of my birthdays down there. I got people from Homewood. There's um there was an optical place that was over there that one of my uh ex fiances used to work at. Nick, he worked uh, over there. So yeah, yeah I'd be I'm, in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, that's my city right there. I'm the king of Pittsburgh actually in these audio games, so Oh, okay, that's what you tell me. That's what that's what you say. You remember Marty? Yeah, I, Marty, Marty. He does Wait, all the Marty, parties down at Penthouse. DJ? No, he's not a DJ. Uh, uh-uh, he's a big guy. Um, he does all the parties down at Penthouse in Pittsburgh with the strip club. Oh, I know you talking about Marty. I know exactly you talking about. They talking about Big Marty. Marty. He's a big dude. He like Gerald Levert. Yeah, I know you talking about. I know exactly you talking about. Uh-huh, that's um, my people. He worked. He did. He worked. He used to work at two. Um, what's that spot? Um, right now by the shelter, the dog shelter in Homewood. Uh, it's called Serenity. He now. always been a promoter. Him, Flav, yeah, all them. He's always been a promoter. Yeah, that's my people. Him, Brandon, no, Paul Spetafora, okay, all so them. Those are my people. So you know the CFE clip then? Jamal Campbell, Chocolate. He did all mm-hmm. the I don't know. I don't know the male strippers because I'm not in the stripper lifestyle. I know some female strippers. Female. That's what I'm saying. Through him, maybe like in passing, but I don't patronize female strippers. But yeah, he was in. Um, he does a show at Kansas City and um and um Homestead. Is that Homestead or um <clears throat> over to my Kittywood? He did all mm-hmm. the parties over yep. there. Yep. 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 He used to throw them over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how, that's how long, my that's my boy, Big Marty. Bro? How long have I been one since I was yeah. fifteen? Since how old are you now? Thirty-one. Oh, wow. So you've been doing that for a minute. Yeah, and man. it must it, it must be um, something that's uh, lucrative. Yeah, it's not even about it. Look, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm real fucking honest with y'all. <laughs> I, the money's good. I love the money. Okay, it's cool and dandy. But um, the first time I ever seen this, seen stripping, I was six years old on real sex. Okay, 
So, and I was a dancer. I remember that show on HBO. Yep. Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm, so I'm a dancer already. So for me to see that and that happens, and then it just kind of hit me, clicked with me, like I really would like to do that. It's kind of a passion for me. So technically, it's not all about the money to me. Mm-hmm. Like I do it for the money, but it's not about that. Two please to me, it's about making women happy, making them forget about the worst year that they had or the day that they had. And I enjoy what I do. I just love what I do. It's like me being my own star. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. people that are famous. Well, this is my fame. You know what I mean? I'm known in different states and different cities and different women. You know what I'm saying? They know who I am. I know who they are. So, it's, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like being my own. Like being my own TI, like you know what I'm saying. I ain't tip, I ain't got tip money, but I, got, I know that's you know right. What I'm saying? Saying, ambition, you know what I mean? Yeah, ambition. Mm. Yeah, you know. See, mm. if you was mine, I wouldn't have you out there stripping with your little booty out like that. We'll have to try to get you to be the manager or something else. Yeah. Uh, see, see, Did you see, ever think about going into management it. of other dancers since you already in that lifestyle, no. but that you could teach them better? No. So, like, you know what I mean? No, I would not. I would. That that would be nice. I've tried that. I've done it. But I don't. It's look. I'm be honest. That's the reason I never fuck with female strippers because I don't feel mm-hmm. like they don't be Patty. They don't be serious all day in situations and mm-hmm. shit like that. Oh, and wow. Patty and what they ain't gonna do and they unprofessional. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so now you have you like... gone international with it? Not yet. I'm trying to. Because I want you to just think bigger. If you're going to be a stripper, be the best naked motherfucker you can be. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I tell the women. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't condone it. I feel that everybody should get their money, you know, with their clothes on and off their back. However, at the same time, when you're a parent or when you're taking care of other people, you understand what I'm saying? You got to do what the fuck you got to do. That's never had to be my issue. But I salute you for trying to do it. But just make sure if you're going to get out there and be shaking that ass, you're doing it all in 50 states and getting that money. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I've done it. I'm. I've been to 45. So I'm good. All right. <laughs> All right. So hopefully we'll see you out in Vegas. But now that you follow me, hopefully you enjoy the show. We got about eight minutes left in the show, so he's gonna probably nah, ask me some other embarrassing minutes. shit. Hopefully nah, you stay tuned minutes. and listen to it. Yeah. All right, man. Y'all be safe. Yeah. Thank okay, you, bro. honey. Thanks for calling in, too, G. Yeah, so right. we got like we actually got like three minutes left, so I just wanted you. That was ain't nothing. Then rewind the time. You know how to add the time. Set. Hold on. Or what you want to do? You want to do one last question, or you want to add time? Hmm. Nah, I really just wanted you to to just let people know where they can connect with you again. You know, all of your different okay. media outlets. Because I, I am to play, on play music. Instagram at miss dot d dot scott. Like I told the gentleman, you can check out my website at uh stayinyourlane one two three dot com. We got some more surprises coming for you on Twitter. I'm at dmsst ninety three. And thank you guys for those that we didn't, you know, get to. We just was, you know, in there. We might do another Tell the Truth Tuesday next week to see what y'all have to say because we didn't even get into the sexual conversations yet. Yeah. And I know people yeah, are waiting I for that too shit. about the uh, the different. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I wanted to get into some other stuff too. So. Well, go ahead and add we'll time wait. to the show then. Nah, nah, we'll wait. Just you want to we'll wait, wait till next week? I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, You'll wait. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, guys. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to hear what he's gonna play. What you gonna play? Should I should play? I don't know. I see. I'm, I'm gonna play some Drake. Yeah, play some Drake. I'm feeling Drakey. I'm feeling like Drake right. and driving. 
All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. I'm having a stage in my life where I feel like I can conquer anything and everything. Sipping all dark, period, for no reason. Popping tags up an echelon for no reason. Seen this bad little John, she was perfect. I let her push the far and right now, and she worth it. Falling in the middle of the club, no jersey. Bring that ace by the case, my nigga with me. Bring some ice for my cup, my drink with me. Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing. 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 And you know what I need. Up a storm like you usually do. Talking to your friends like you usually do. Telling them I never spend time with you. It's hard to find a time we've been sipping all dark, period, y'all for no reason. Popping tags up an echelon for no reason. Seen this bad little John, she was perfect. I let her push the far and right now, is she worth it? Falling in the middle of the club. No jersey. I don't want no liquor cause I've been drinking that dirty. Bring the ace, buy the case, my new with me. Bring some ice for my cup, I drink with me. Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing. Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing. Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing. I'm familiar with this cash flow. And if you took it, you can vouch for me. I did it my way, you can vouch for me. I put the c- in the powder and the couch on me Whenever I step outside the house I get the Glocky on me Bad bitch wanna come by the paparazzi on me I got so many bad bitches that I barely wanna I'm barely paying attention, baby, I need substance I know you spent some time putting on your makeup and your outfit Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing. Diamond, 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 diamonds on me dancing. You're doing me dirty.